Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 6th of July. India today has beaten Russia to become the third worst hit nation in the world by the COVID-19 pandemic. There are more than 6,97,000 infections in the country with close to 20,000 deaths. Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu and Delhi remain the worst hit regions. With the unlock phase 2 already in progress, there is no telling how we are going to deal with this challenge. However, the Indian Council of Medical Research has announced that the COVID-19 tests in India have now crossed the 1 crore mark. Transport services are almost back to full swing with only metro services not functional. Interstate travel allowed. International flights allowed. Tourists visit to historical monuments, that too is allowed. Malls and restaurants, they are open as well. Thankfully, not long after the government announced the opening of Taj Mahal in Agra, one of the first COVID clusters in the country, the district authorities retracted the announcement. In the notice, it said, and I quote, in the interest of public, it has been decided that opening of monuments in Agra will not be advisable as of now, unquote. Even in states and union territories, depending on their particular COVID situations, the respective governments will be allowed to decide what amenities will be allowed outside of containment zones. Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu extended the lockdown till July 31st and Nagaland till July 15th. States also extended the lockdown in certain cities such as Chennai, Madurai, Trivandrum and Guwahati to control the situation. The Assam government, in fact, revised its day-old order on the partial relaxation of the total lockdown in Kamrup Metropolitan District after the state recorded the biggest single-day spike in COVID-19 positive cases. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has urged people who have recovered from COVID-19 to donate plasma because the number of people who need it is more than those coming forward to donate it. Kejriwal said, and I quote, those donating plasma are doing selfless service to society, unquote. In plasma therapy, the antibody-rich plasma from a recovered patient is extracted and administered to a patient. The trials are trying to find out if the antibodies can help patients recover. People between the ages of 18 and 60 years who weigh not less than 50 kilos are eligible. People with comorbidities such as diabetes, hypertension and cancer are also excluded. The new plasma bank, inaugurated just a few days ago at the Institute of Liver and Biliary Sciences in Delhi, is meant to address the gap between the demand and supply of plasma. The chief minister also said that out of 25,000 active patients, 15,000 are being treated at home. Yesterday, he had tweeted saying that more people are being cured of the virus at home now and fewer patients need hospitalization. The Delhi government on Sunday also decided to conduct compulsory rapid antigen detection testing on all patients with influenza-like symptoms or other individuals who are at high risk. These tests are expected to give results in 30 minutes. The Delhi Health Department in its order directed all medical directors, medical superintendents and directors of all state-run hospitals to ensure rapid antigen detection testing is compulsorily done on people listed. Hospitals refusing patients has become a regular affair not just in Karnataka but in other parts of the country as well. In fact, even in Delhi, there have been multiple complaints about it and sadly, some have even lost their lives waiting outside hospitals. Our reporter Ayan, in his recent ground report on Delhi's COVID catastrophe, drew attention to the issue with the story of Lakjit Singh, a 68-year-old man. His family's struggle to find medical help ended with his death on the doorstep of the emergency ward of Delhi's biggest COVID-19 hospital. Unfortunately, their tragic story is not unique. Do read the report titled, 
Delhi is staring at a COVID catastrophe. What went wrong and what is being done to avert it? Oh, and I must remind you, dear listeners, that this story was possible because of the contribution of four readers to our News Laundry SENA project. The readers were interested in knowing more about why Delhi's health infrastructure has been faltering under the pandemic's pressure in spite of the three-month-long lockdown. We have multiple such projects under this initiative, the most recent one being Ayush and Basant's report on the extreme right-wing WhatsApp group that organized and executed cold-blooded murders during the Delhi riots of February. I recommend you read the story. It is titled Delhi Riots Inside the Qatar Hindu WhatsApp Group That Planned and Executed Murders. And while you're at it, do check out all the other stuff we do. We have a bunch of podcasts and video interviews apart from ground reports. As you all probably know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We solely depend on folks like you, who if they happen to appreciate our work, support us by subscribing. The lowest plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. All this because we believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. Coming back to the news. To combat the issue of hospitals refusing patients, the Karnataka government has set up a toll-free 24-7 helpline for people to lodge complaints about hospitals refusing to accept suspected coronavirus cases. Medical Education Minister K. Sudhakar on Sunday warned private hospitals of action if they denied admission to coronavirus patients or declined to carry out swab tests. Maharashtra's Chief Minister Udhav Thakre has said it is not right to fire workers at a time when the government is allowing resumption of business activities in the state. The Goa government, after reopening the state to domestic tourists on 2nd of July, plans to expand the scope of COVID-19 testing in the state by designating special teams at the primary healthcare centers and community healthcare centers to collect samples of suspected COVID-19 patients. Currently, the samples for COVID-19 testing are collected from the district hospitals in Margao, Mapusa, and the sub-district hospital in Ponda. As many as 114 Indians who were stranded in Pakistan amid the coronavirus crisis will be repatriated to India via the Atari Waga border on July 9th. New cases have been reported from Arunachal Pradesh. In the Northeast, Assam has been the worst hit state. One of the reasons could be because it is the doorway to the rest of the Northeast. The state recorded a steep rise of over 700 novel coronavirus cases in just the last 24 hours. The state's positive tally has now reached close to 12,000 cases. Of the new cases, 552 were detected in Gohati city alone. The number of cases in the state has doubled just in nine days. Yesterday, the chief minister, who also manages the health portfolio, said the city is in the community transmission phase now. He said, and I quote, now it is in the community. With this, Guwahati has formally entered into the pandemic situation now, and it is becoming bigger and bigger, unquote. The Assam government on Friday opened a plasma bank center at the Guwahati Medical College Hospital for treating coronavirus patients. Now for some international COVID-19 updates. Wearing masks on public transport has become mandatory across Switzerland from today. Until this week, Swiss officials had merely advised passengers to wear face masks on public transport during rush hour. Switzerland began to ease social distancing restrictions more widely and rapidly than most of other European states from 30th of May. In fact, bars and nightclubs were allowed to serve customers since the 6th of May. Some 300 people were sent into a 10-day quarantine on 28th of June following an outbreak of COVID-19 at a nightclub in Zurich. Switzerland has recorded 617 confirmed new infections in just the last one week. With a 74% drop in sales compared to the previous year, 
British Coffee and Sandwich chain Pratam Manager said it will no longer reopen 30 UK shops. The food chain also said it will cut down jobs across its remaining outlets as a result of the major hit the pandemic had on the customer's demand. In Paris, dozens of tour guides protested outside the Louvre Museum, which was partially open to visitors just today. The guides demanded more support from the government as the pandemic has greatly damaged the tourism sector. The guides also complained that the government's measures, such as funds worth 18 billion euros to support the sector, were not reaching their category. The bulk of visitors to what used to be the world's most visited museum before the pandemic were from overseas, with the highest number being from the United States. Americans are still barred from the European Union that is gradually reopening its borders. The Louvre is hoping that reopening will attract visitors from closer to home, including the Paris region. Fiji reported its first coronavirus case in 78 days after a 66-year-old man tested positive upon his return from India. In Egypt, meanwhile, the government has been trying to silence critics over its handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Associated Press, at least 16 people have been arrested since February, including a doctor who wrote an article on the fragility of the country's health system to a pharmacist who posted online about a shortage of medical supplies. In China, too, unsurprisingly, the AFP reported a law professor, Xu Zhangrun, who is an open critic of the Chinese government, was detained by authorities. Zhangrun had previously published essays criticizing President Xi Jinping over the coronavirus pandemic and his efforts to consolidate power. According to one of his friends, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, Zhangrun was taken from his home in suburban Beijing by more than 20 people. Pakistan's health minister Zafar Mirza has tested positive for coronavirus, making him the latest high-profile government minister to contract the virus. The foreign minister, Mahmoud Qureshi, announced on Friday that he too had tested positive for the virus. In a tweet on Monday, Mirza said that he is self-isolating. On Monday, the country's overall caseload was close to 232,000. The Prime Minister Imran Khan has refused to impose strict lockdowns. In fact, he has been easing many restrictions that had been imposed earlier. His government has ordered people to wear masks and observe social distancing guidelines. However, most people, especially the poor living in congested areas of the city, are not able to keep their distance. Now for some non-coronavirus news. India and China have pulled back troops by at least one kilometer in the Galwan Valley in Ladakh along the line of actual control where the violent face-off between the soldiers of the two countries occurred on June 15th. As many as 20 Indian soldiers had died in the clash and 76 were wounded. The Prime Minister recently visited the wounded soldiers in Leh at an event that caught massive media coverage. While China too lost its soldiers, it did not provide a figure. Many are of the view that Beijing fears a domestic backlash if it is seen to have lost against India, whose military prowess is limited when compared to China. To find out more, do read Shweta Desai's piece titled Why China Won't Reveal Its Death Toll or Give Up Territorial Claims in Ladakh. You'll find the piece on newslaundry.com. The unidentified officials who spoke to NDTV said that the two sides had created a buffer zone. An official said, and I quote, we will need to wait to see if this is a lasting, genuine disengagement." Unquote. Both sides have engaged in meetings both at military and diplomatic levels to deal with the matter and avoid any further escalation. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. 
help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.